Welcome home, where home ownership matters for all. A production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors. A voice for real property rights. You're listening to Welcome Home. Our guest today is Jim Sparrow. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, thank you. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a fourth-generation contractor, and my family's been around this area for our whole lives. I live in Orange County, or I live in Chatham County now, but I've lived in Orange County my whole life. My father got into the well contracting business in the 70s, and I kind of got morphed into it as a kid mm-hmm. and against my will. And eventually, we migrated into doing more septic work, and we've been doing that for the last 20 years. So, so we are here today to talk about septic mm-hmm. systems. How do septic systems work? Um, essentially for the house in a residence where they do not have access to municipal systems, they have to do something with septic. And so you have your own site system to address the septic system and, and treat it and inject it back into the ground, just like the uh, city municipal system would have. But you're the one that has to kind of take care of it yourself. So I get a lot of pushback from consumers at times mm-hmm. who just aren't familiar with septic tanks and how they work. Um Please, what are they composed of? Um, typically, the main components you're going to have will be a septic tank and a drain field. Those will be your two main components for most of your traditional systems. And so you'll have certain part of the lot or the land that's allocated towards having to deal with the septic system and where they will install it. So, But the two main components will be the tank and the drain field. There'll be some other additional ones sometimes. But Why do you think there is pushback when it comes to septic tanks? Um, I think we kind of all have... In many municipal areas, we've grown up with just thinking that, you know, we send things down the drain and we don't have mm-hmm. to deal with it. And I think in a person's mind who may not have grown up on a septic system, it seems like it might be a really difficult thing to have to deal with, which it's not. But um, it's just one of those things they're probably unfamiliar with. And so that scares them a little bit, would be my guess. Let's talk about that a little bit more. How do you maintain a septic system? The main thing that you can do will be to have the septic tank pumped every three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the most important thing to do. A lot of the, your newer systems put in after 2000 have filters on them, and they should be cleaned once a year. The other thing would be to your drain field really needs to be maintained, so we don't just allow it to grow up with vegetation, you know, saplings and that type of thing. It would be a good idea to kind of keep it mowed at least once per year. Those, if you did those three things, you would probably take care of about 85% of the problems you may run into. Wow, that's awesome to know. Let's talk about that 15%. Well, the other problem is that is overuse, you know, mm-hmm. lots of water usage and probably just sending a lot of things down the drain that don't need to be in the drain in terms of man-made products, feminine products, those mm-hmm. types of things get flushed down the toilet a lot and they can create problems. A lot of people who don't let the drain fields or who don't maintain their drain fields can tend to get roots in the system. And roots getting into a drain field will cause it to not accept water very well, and it'll start to create blockages in the drain field. So, so you mentioned a few, but what are some basic do's and don'ts when it comes to septic system? Like I said, just really the only thing that should go down the drain would be come out of the human body. After that, that's one of the main things. Definitely don't pour grease from cooking. A lot of times, if you cook bacon or that type of thing, and, and you do a lot of cooking at home, People might just think you can pour it down the drain, but it really is difficult or it's almost impossible for a septic system to break grease down. So grease from that. A lot of people have water treatment systems, water softeners, Mm -hmm. on because they're also on a well. 
and having the discharge or the drain backwash from that dumping into the septic system is probably not a good idea because most times they're not designed for that type of thing. So um, that would be good. The other thing would be just kind of make sure you're not driving back and forth across the drain field area. So right. maybe using it as a second driveway to get to a shop in the back or something like that. Not a good um, idea. Because it tends to compact the soil and then it will not accept the water also. This is a question I get a lot from consumers, and I'm sure you do as well. Can you plant things in that area, in that drain field? You could plant some things. It's like the best ideal thing is just to have grass there. Certainly around the septic tank area, it's probably not a problem to have plantings. As long as they're not trees that's going to get you know 20 or 30 feet tall and develop really large root systems. Your general landscape shrubs and that type of thing would be fine. But as a general rule out in the drain field area, planting things is not really recommended. A lot of the drain fields will still be in wooded areas because when people clear off a lot, they don't want to just mow down every tree that's out there. And so they'll selectively go through and pick out a lot of trees, trees such as maples and uh, those types of things. Willows have really aggressive roots or things you want want to have in the drain field. But pines aren't necessarily a problem and, and oaks are not necessarily a problem. But you you want to kind of steer clear of them, but a lot of times you'll have a really nice tree or a set of trees there that you want to keep in that area. And, and so trying to make the drain field work around those mature trees on that lot is, is something a lot of people would spend a lot of time trying to do. Awesome. What do you find is your most frequent repair? What do people call you on the most? Probably the drain field not accepting water for whatever reason. It may be that it has roots in it and it's clogged up. Maybe have a lot of sludge that's built up in it because the septic tank has not been pumped mm -hmm. in a really long time. And so once those solids build up in that tank, they will migrate out into the drain field. So that would be probably the most common. The other thing would be septic tanks that leak because it's a, a tank that might have been put in in the 70s or mm -hmm. 80s. And so the tank is leaking and it was found as a part of the inspection. And so the tank actually has to be dug out and replaced and put a new tank in. So I would say that's probably the most common. Those are it. Speaking of inspections, what are some changes you're seeing in septic inspections this year? It didn't change this year, but I think it changed last year where we now have to have a signed contract as a part of every transaction that we do. And that's mm -hmm. a requirement from the regulatory agency. And so getting all that paperwork done is really a problem because usually we're dealing with the buyer's agent. And a lot of times the buyer may need to be the one that signs it. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing. Cost and time involved has really gotten a lot more. We have to spend a tremendous amount of time just on the phone because we we start out with the buyer's agent and then the buyer wants to call and get their own questions answered because, and then the seller's agent has to call us and get clarification on all these issues. And then the seller themselves will very often call us. And so we spend many hours on the phone. A lot of people want a lot of pictures with their report, mm -hmm. which takes a lot of time to process and get into a report. So that's adding to the cost and then dumping fees because many inspections involve pumping the septic tank out at that time. So all that septic has to be dumped. That just adds a lot to the cost of all that. So so can anybody go out and inspect a septic? No, not in North Carolina. You do have to have a specific septic license to do that. That is different than license that gives you that lets you repair a system and a license that lets you pump a system. Those are two different licenses also. Mm -hmm. So even if you had those two, you still have to go get an inspection license to be a certified inspector to actually do the inspection. That's really a new thing that probably came out about seven or eight years ago where they added that license to the to the gamut. So why do you feel it's important to be licensed? It's just really important just to make sure you're dealing with somebody 
really from a real estate agent specifically to make sure that you, that all the legal issues will be covered if there is anything that comes up because most of the people that aren't licensed aren't going to ask you to sign a contract before you do the inspection and it's really just if there's an issue to come back on anyone then we need to make sure everybody had the license and the proper licensing the other thing would be just to make sure that they have experience just because someone has the license to do the, to be an inspector a lot of those inspectors aren't people who really did anything in septic ever in their whole life. And so what it ends up being is um, when you ask them, okay, you found these issues, they may be really good at saying, okay, well, here's some issues I see. You know, you would ask them, okay, so how do we go about what's the best way of fixing these or what, what are my options? They're going to say, well, you need to call such and such or this company over here to figure that out. Well, you know, if you had a air conditioning guy come look at your air conditioner specifically and do an inspection and, mm-hmm. And he's found these issues. And then you said, well, what would you like to do to, what do you need to do to fix them? And he says, we'll call the other AC guy that you might start thinking, well, then, okay, then I might want to start it with him to begin with. So, right. so it's not just a licensing thing. It's also, are the people that actually operate in the business every day? So, and are familiar with all the repairs. Well, this is really great information. Any last words of advice for our consumers out there? Um, just, it, it's really a good investment. To, to invest in your septic system in terms of having it inspected pre-purchased before you buy a property. It's also a really good thing to do as a part of just the normal household living where you want to have somebody come out every couple of years and look at it. So it's a good idea to have that septic tank pumped every three to five years. It's probably the best thing you can do. So, Well, Jim Sparrow, the professional, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been an episode of Welcome Home, a production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts.